0: Hello, and welcome to Practical Significance, a podcast to inspire listeners with compelling stories from statistics and data science and to propel data-driven
1: careers forward. Here are your hosts, the ASA's Associate Executive Director, Donna Lalone, and Executive Director, Ron Wasserstein.
0: Well, welcome everyone to the March edition of Practical Significance although they're all special, this is an incredibly special episode because we are preparing to celebrate Pi Day on March 14, which also turns out to be the International Day of Mathematics. And I think the audience will agree that I can add and statistics to that. And the theme this year is play with math. And so we thought there could be no better way to play with math and stats than to talk with members of the statistics and sports section. And so I'm delighted that Guan Yu and Denise have agreed to join us. And by tradition, we always start out by asking our guests to introduce themselves, and then we'll jump into some other questions. So Denise, I'll start with you. Tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Hi,
1: thanks for having me. I'm
0: Denise Bradford.
1: Currently, I am working with the Detroit Pistons. I am a senior data scientist with the team. I am a graduate of Purdue University, both a bachelor's and master's of applied statistics. I worked at the CDC for about six or seven years and then decided to pursue a PhD at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And during that time, the University of Nebraska-Lincoln had a sports analytics department And I thought to myself, it would be cool to like just work with the sports teams while pursuing my PhD. And so it was just whatever I could do to help. Fortunately, I got a chance to work with the athletic department while I was pursuing at least the coursework of my PhD. I'm currently in the middle of writing my dissertation and working full time. That is a
0: little bit about me. Yeah, and I'm sure that's not challenging at all, right? And Guan Yu, tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Hello everyone, this is Guan Yu for ASA inviting me to join this kind of conversation. So I'm now a assistant professor at the University of Texas Health Science Center at Houston's. So I'm first I was the, in the University of Missouri Stat Department. So I converted my stats to biostats. And he, and now this year I also the chair of the ASA Sports uh, Static in Sports Sessions. And also I would like to say that I'm a super fan of sports. So that is, I'm a fan of the football club, Barcelona, and also the fan of the Los Angeles Lakers. Well,
3: thank you both. I'm going to ask you about your favorite sport, even though you kind of already tipped your hands on this, but also to ask you to tell us about a, an interesting problem that you are currently working on. So, Juan, you. let's go back to you for that. Okay, my favorite sport is the soccer, Europa footballs. So I
2: mentioned that I'm super fan of the Barcelona, i also the super fan of the Nano Macy's. And also currently I'm working on some programming with some soccer data. So the major project I'm currently working on is for some causal structure learning method to learn the time-varying home advantage effects for the soccer match. So that is, I think, very interesting topic to discover the time-varying that causal effect of home advantage and discover the causal graph. And in addition, also, I'm working on another very interesting topic that is the heterogeneous ranking model for the Balladion. So, that is the annual football award in Europe. So, that is in every year, they will post all the committees that selection results. So, what I want to do is to do some heterogeneous classroom methods for different committee members to see why they select this kind of player or why they select another players. The final things that I just come up with is the, some ranking fairness. You know that last year, there were a huge debate for the college football playoffs. Since the unbeatable team for our state, my university, was not selected by that committee. So what I want to do is to assess the consistency and the fairness of that committee since, the, I
3: think, 2015. So that is what I'm currently doing Yeah, Those are great projects, and thanks for that. And so I assume this means you're now an Inter-Miami fan. <laughs> no. <laughs> Messi goes to Inter-Miami, and that doesn't make you uh, a... No, but I'm the fan of the Barcelona still. Fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. So, Denise, if basketball is not your favorite sport, are you allowed to mention that right now? And uh, tell us what you're working on as well.
1: It is one of my favorite sports. I also like football, both college and NFL. I won't particularly say anything towards what I'm working on with the team, but in terms of some of the things that... That I am kind of curious in it's also ranking data and so like more on a visual perspective and so like are you losing the information when you're visually looking at ranked data and so like one of the things that my advisor and I are working on is trying to like make sure that that statistical inference isn't lost when you're ranking or like combining ranks and so that's a project that I'm working on and it's not necessarily sports related so, it's just more so like in sort of the visual aspects of like looking at
0: ranked data versus it just being raw data. So, Denise, is that your dissertation topic or is that just a project that you're working on? It's a project. We'll see if it makes it into the dissertation. Okay. Well, you're both members of the statistics and sports section, which I know is a really active section. So, I wonder if you'd share a little bit about why you enjoy being a part of this section and maybe, you know, entice some folks to join you in this section. So what would you say to your listeners who are considering joining this section? So Denise, I'll start with you. So I had, I
1: guess, a fortunate advisor who decided to pay for me to go to JSM and gave me the liberty to go to any sort of section that I wanted to. And one of the things that I looked through the JSM, as everybody knows, is like a hodgepodge and there's so many things to see and there's a lot to do. And I realized that there was a section in sports looking through the agenda and through the program. And so I just popped into one of the sessions and I realized that like, oh, there's like these really cool people who work on some kind of cool projects and not realizing that some of the the people that worked in the section, as well as the people who presented work, were also people who worked for professional teams and for the university system. And so it kind of intrigued me more to see what more the section had to offer. And so I joined as a student and just sort of like paid attention to some of the things that they were doing in the section. And then I met Kathy Evans, who was very active in the section prior. And she said, oh, we're looking for a communications chair. You know, you should think about running, you know. (laughs) We're looking for new faces. There are new people to meet. And I said, oh, that's cool. Like, I'm finishing my dissertation, why not? Like, I could just kind of like help out. And I didn't think that I would be elected, And then here I am on my second term as a communications chair, and I haven't regretted it at all. Like every year, whether it be by the new chair members or being actually at JSM, I feel like I just learned something new about sports and like there are some really smart students working on some really great projects. And, you know, because I'm a part of the section, I I feel obligated to be at these sections (laughs) at JSM. And because of that, I learned something new. And it's definitely not just because it's basketball or football. Like I learn a lot more from, honestly, other sports being presented. Soccer definitely is one of the ones that we learn a lot from. And baseball, because baseball analytically is a lot faster, or at least a further hit than we are. That's why I joined, because of the cool projects and the cool people that you get to
0: meet. I can't think of better incentive than cool projects and cool people. So, but Guan Yu, tell us about why you joined this section and what you are enjoying most about being the chair, right, this year?
2: Yeah. So I think that is the first for the sport since I left I loved sports. Since I watched the sports game since maybe eight or nine years old. So that is the long history for me to watch sports. So and also I think that in the sports, we see a lot of statistics, we see a lot of data. Why not we we just doing the stats analysis for genetics, biostats, stats, or some theoretical proofs? We can do some fun stories, fun stuff. And also, maybe if I go to university, ask randomly pick one student, ask who is the cop's winner last year? No one will tell me the names, right? But I can ask one student who is the quarterback winning this year's that Super Bowls right? Most people can answer that is Patrick Mahomes. So that is, I think sports can make our studies community outside to others, right? Since so that is, we'll have the most public available impacts rather than some traditional science problems. Since maybe a lot of people does not care much about science, but all, I think in US, or maybe over hundred million people know the sports, and also, you know that for the World Cup, more than maybe billions of people watch the football finals. So that is, we can make statistics more publicly available based on this kind of sports analytics. So that is something I joined this kind of sports session. So that I can make our stat communities, not only in stats communities, we can make that to other communities' People, So that is the reason why. And also I think that in sports session, not only we discuss the stats. We also can discuss some sports impacts, right? So since we can discuss some, maybe who is the best player in the NBA history and who is the best player this year, but that is, we can talk a lot of interesting stories based on these sports. That is why I joined this sports session
3: and why I love this session. Thank you both for those great answers. And thank you, Guan Yu, for the uh, shout out for my beloved Kansas City Chiefs. You won't be surprised, given everything that you read and hear about now, that we're asking you a question about AI, right? So um, last month, we were talking with one of our guests about how artificial intelligence would impact scholarly publishing. We want to ask you for your perspectives on how it is already or how you see it will be impacting sports analytics. And so, Denise, let's start with you first.
1: I've thought about this a lot and I don't know necessarily like the line between what AI is, machine learning and statistics and like that fuzzy line that we're kind of playing with a lot of. And so I'll say I'm not going to answer it in that perspective. The question, I do think the biggest thing that we'll get out of AI in the sports analytics space is better data, more understanding of what's happening in the game. A lot of times in sports and Guangzhou, you can also attest to this like a lot of times things happen when it's on ball and what you can't really understand is what's going on off the ball and that's where A lot of the advantage could happen is off of the ball, regardless of what sport you're in or what sport you're analyzing, whether it be soccer, whether it be basketball, whether it be football, it's what else is happening that's creating this sort of difference in the game, whether it be losing or winning or whatever the case might be. And one of the things that I think AI or more advanced technologies will create is the ability to understand that information without actually needing some sort of major supercomputer or something like that. And so I'm going to answer it in that direction without kind of like going into the weeds of what's the real difference between everything. (laughs) Because personally, I have feelings about what AI is and what's the difference between some of the things we already have that we're capable of using. But I don't know if that's controversial or not.
3: Yeah, well, it's okay to be controversial, but you're right. Those are certainly not smooth boundaries. And I was fascinated by your comment about learning from soccer, because obviously in both of those sports, the whole business of moving without the ball is super important. And I can't figure out, and I'm just sort of a modest NBA fan, but I can't figure out how Jokic always knows where the other players are. Some of those passes are just unbelievable. So Guan Yu, what say you about the whole artificial intelligence and sports analytics picture?
2: Yeah, I can say something uh, from a different end. So I can give you maybe two evidence. Okay, the first evidence is that the uh, DeepMind, right? So DeepMind, the most successful project is the AlphaGo, right? So that is for the board game is East Asia. So after DeepMind released that AlphaGo and beat the best human players, most of people know the DeepMind. That is first evidence. Second evidence is for the open AI. I'm also the fan of the e games. So the open AI has the, the second project of open AI is for that AI, for that Dota 2. So that is the five versus five, the most popular multiplayer online battle arena games. That it makes this kind of AI sports is a very good advertisement for the AI techniques. Based on these two, people know the AIs, right? To be honest, I just learned the deep learning after that alpha goes. So that is very good things for this kind of sports can make this kind of AI. People know that. So that is very important. And so if people know that, maybe the people can invest money or have some human source to working for that. So that is my first angle. And also for the AI for the sports analytics, I think one very interesting idea is for that live commentators. So that is, I think ChatGPT can answer your questions, but also if you can combine some computer version stuff, so that is, if there are no commenters, we can use this kind of AI, have the live commenters, learn the videos and give these comments for all the actions. For example, in the tennis, right? US open, we can use this to have this kind of AI commenters. For this kind of sports. And also, I know that I discussed with some professional teams, you know that is recently they use some uh, technique to help them to do some exercise, do some training. So, that is my perspective for this kind of AI for sports.
3: Thanks a bunch. I'll just say that my oldest granddaughter refers to the commentators as narrators. And that works for me, actually, uh, with what goes on during a game. Okay, so we're back around to where we started at the beginning. And Donna mentioned Pi Day and the theme of play with math. Can you share a publicly available data set that you think someone might enjoy using to play with sports analytics? And Guanyu, we'll start with you.
2: Yes, I would suggest to use that NBA Advanced Desk. That is the official website for MBAs. But so that there are a lot of statistics, summary statistics for every NBA players. And also the data very interesting is that they are not only for the numer- so the, the continuous variables, they also have some binary or category variables. So last year I told that category data analysis. So in my class, I use this kind of NBA stats, the data as an example in my logistic regression and that um, multinomial regression. So we can have different levels stuff. That is a very accessible example for this
3: category d- data analysis. Thanks, Juan. You? How about you, Denise?
1: Okay, I'm going to do a shameless plug for our section here. <laughs> our less of a shameless plug, but we actually have started a repository of available data sources of our packages, and like one of the biggest ones I could think of is uh, sports first. And it basically kind of compiles all of the R packages that actually pull and web scrape some of the R packages. But we do have on our section website a repository of all the available data sets if you're interested or if anyone's interested in playing with those. Some of the ones that I particularly think are pretty cool is the NFL fast R one. That one has gotten really sophisticated and NFL has like started to get to a, a different level and to kind of piggyback off of what Guanju said earlier, like um, with AI and some of the things that are happening, like AWS is a prime example of that, of seeing what is the probability if they go for it on a fourth and one or something like that in football. That actually comes up on a Amazon Prime NFL football game. And then I know the Nickelodeon one people don't like, but to the point of like commentators having like Spongebob and Patrick actually narrate the the football game this Sunday was so cool. And to actually do that with AI or generate stuff like that. So please go to our section also join our section (laughs) and you'll see kind of like we have a repository of fun data sets and data sources for you.
0: Denise, I will just let you know, we are all about shameless plugs. So you feel free. (laughs) That was great. But that's really exciting. And that's actually a resource that I didn't know existed. And so I'm really happy to, to hear that your section has put some energy into that. That's fantastic. All right. Well, our last question by tradition is to ask you about in your limited and I I suspect very limited free time, what you're reading, listening to, watching, what's on your TBR, your playlist. We're okay with you suggesting other podcasts, uh, anything that on your radar that you would like to share. And Juan, you will start with you.
2: Maybe my Spotify. So recently I just listened to uh, David Tao, a Chinese r and musician. So that I like the r and music, but that is Chinese r and And also recently I watched the, the One Piece, a uh, Japanese megas. So that is, it's, it's a story of the pirates. So that is what I'm for for my free time.
0: <laughs> that's great. Denise, what about you? So, podcast-wise, things
1: that I've listened to are Stats and Stories, and then uh, there are two kind of daily news in-depth podcasts that I listen to. TBD. They pick particular stories and they kind of go in depth with those. And then the other one
0: is a Fox-related one that's very similar. Today, Explained. That's great. As my colleagues know, I'm a real podcast fan. So, thanks for adding some things to my listening list as well. Thank you very much. This has just been fantastic. It's been fantastic to talk with you. And I know the statistics and sports section membership is going to go up as a result of this podcast. So we really appreciate your taking the time. And another tradition, I will turn it over to my colleague, Ron, for Ron's top pen.
3: Thank you, Donna. I travel a lot and depend on my GPS for a great many things. Lately, I've noticed it is getting a little personal, which makes me suspect that AI is running behind the scenes. Here are the top 10 signs your GPS is now run by AI. Number 10, you put in the address and it says, that's not a good idea. Number nine, you are told there is a faster way, but that you can't handle that many instructions. Number eight, The GPS suggests a list of snacks you will need on the way. Number seven, the ETA is adjusted based on who is driving the vehicle. Number six, it shares its feelings. Number five, it listens to you share your feelings and knows that you are not really interested in advice. Number four, it offers to reroute your life choices. Number three, detects when your tiresome passenger needs to shut up and provides a series of warning beeps. Number two, responds to the words, are we there yet? With cute stories and nursery rhymes. And the number one sign, your GPS is now run by artificial intelligence. It mocks you for still having a Rand McNally Road Atlas in the trunk of your car. Well, that's it for this month's episode of Practical Significance. We look forward to joining you next month and continuing the conversation.
1: Thank you for listening to this edition of Practical Significance, the podcast of the American Statistical Association. A new episode will be coming your way next month
0: from Amstat News, the ASA's monthly membership magazine.